The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to this edition of The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gillen, as always. And our guest today is Dara Queen. And before we get to Dara, Mike, you have those times when uh, you really feel an audible voice speaking to you. And if you, don't do yeah, some, yeah, sure. if you don't do something about it, you feel terrible for the rest of the day. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, meeting a friend of mine. As a lot of folks know, Ronnie's going through hospice. My wife, your wife yeah. And a friend of mine was, was just sitting and, and counseling me and just interacting. And we're sitting outside of a restaurant in Winter Park. Well, at the table behind me, I hear three ladies talking. And you know how sometimes you have half an ear and you pick up things? And I, I knew that they worked in the home care. I didn't know whether it was hospice or what. So we finished the meeting. I get up to leave. I'm walking around the corner and I hear this voice say, go back. Mm. So I went back. I stood in front of these ladies and I explained why I had stopped. I wasn't this old lecherous guy. Yeah, just, you just weren't eavesdropping. <laughs> and just right. for that. Yeah. And I explained just briefly what was going on, at which point Dara stands up. She puts her arms around me and gives me this gigantic bear hug. And and I knew right then and there, meeting her was not a coincidence. That's right. And then learning what she does through a company, an organization called Comfort Care, um, it, it was a divine appointment. And I know you and her interviewed mm-hmm. her uh, for on the Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it this is such an important topic that we wanted to have her back for this Saturday's show. So welcome, Dara. Well, thanks. Welcome <laughs> to me. <laughs> so I know uh, earlier in the week uh, when Mike interviewed you, you talked a lot about dementia, Alzheimer's. What I'd like to do today is talk about comfort care and not only what you do, but how folks can identify whether you know that they need to give mm. you a call. And I think there, there's kind of several areas that you kind of list out there where folks can know when it is time for care. First of all, what are the different types of care that Comfort Care offers? Well, there's a lot of different ways we can help an individual, but uh, primarily it's to get your needs met in five key areas, hydration and nutrition, activities of daily living, quality of life, burden of care and medical condition management. So what I mean by that is um, somebody has their meals cooked, somebody has their house clean, somebody has great hygiene, somebody has taken their medication the same way every day as prescribed with eight ounces of water, um, and they have tracked the data to give back to their physician at their next appointment so that that physician can better diagnose within their medical theory. Um, And then quality of life, you you and I know, when somebody has a small world, uh, it's, it's, it's a terrible thing to watch. 
Um, we like to make sure that our love, that your loved ones, that our clients have an have a day full of activity. Whether it's just sitting on the bed and listening to songs that you like, all the way up to taking you to the zoo or out to eat or learning a new hobby together, cross stitching, guitar playing. Um, there are all new things that we will encourage daily for them to learn. Burden of care, we give that primary caregiver break to where when they come back to their loved one, um, they're not short-tempered, they're not overwhelmed, they're not rushing through the tasks just to get what they still have to do done, um, and there's no resentment. And then um, I think I touched on all of them. <laughs> So uh, in in my case, I'm not retired. I'm working, 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 Mm -hmm. but I have a wife in hospice who needs extra care. And uh, up until recently, uh, and even recently, I am the caregiver at home. And it's getting burdensome in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling guilty. But because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm holding my end of the bargain in this thing. So I know there's a lot of people in in my situation. You can't afford to retire, but things are occurring health-wise to make it to where there's more needs. So speak to that person who's wrestling with, uh, do I get help or do I continue to try to do it myself? Well, let me just change the subject of that same conversation. You feel guilty because you didn't get your lawn mowed and you have no time to ever mow your lawn. So what does a logical person do? They reach out for help. They call a lawn service. They get it handled. They feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Good point. So if you have that guilt, there is a service available to you to provide, right? Um, When you either feel that Ronnie doesn't like that you're seeing her vulnerable, Mm -hmm. when you don't want to see Ronnie that way, or when you have something to do and you don't want to leave Ronnie alone, right? You can always call and ask for help. That's where we step in. It's a logical response to someone feeling overwhelmed. It's a logical response to somebody who's failing at um, their medical condition management. It's a logical response to somebody whose world is small. And it's a logical response to get your activities of daily living and your hydration and your nutrition. You mentioned something to a question that that Mike asked you the other day as as far as caregivers getting short tempered. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that, that I'm finding in processing all of this. It's easy to get short tempered. And I'm, I think she's the last person Mm -hmm. I'd want to be short tempered with, Mm -hmm. but that is all a a symptom of caregiver burnout. Yes. perhaps Caregiver burnout and burden of care. Burden of care is a identifiable risk for an individual Um, Upon a discharge home, they ask about the primary caregiver, and I feel that they fail by actually asking the primary caregiver to walk them through their responsibilities they already have to go through on a day-to-day basis. Um, I also think that they fail them by not questioning how long the length of the relationship has been, right? Um, Nobody can make me happier or as mad as my husband can, okay? So um, if they were to ask me to care for him, I'd be like, absolutely not. But um, you want to because that's the spouse in you. But it's more logical to make sure that they have a trusted friend to do the vulnerable tasks. And that way, when you come to sit with Ronnie, it's quality time. It's not just getting through the motions of a bath 
getting through the motions of getting a meal, you guys can actually sit down and ask how your day was. You know, I think a lot of people feel robbed when they know how the day already went. Whereas you could have gone out and done something and come back home with a story to tell. And that leads to a much different interaction when you're there. Now, in our second session, or second after the break, uh, I want to talk about you specifically and why you got involved uh, with, with Comfort Care, and specifically Comfort Care. As you're working with potential clients, is there kind of a litmus test? Is there a check sheet that they can kind of go by to see if, if they really are a good candidate for having your service? I don't know many families that wouldn't be a good candidate from at least one hour. I have somebody just helping you get through your day-to-day, right? But as somebody suffers with a disability or um, Alzheimer's, dementia, um, certainly they can benefit greater than others. Um, It's just the check marks of the house, going through the regular activities of daily living, housekeeping, laundry, showering, cooking, um, medications, doctor's appointments. Oh, now we got to go to dance class, music class. It would just be easier to reach out and ask for help. I don't know why people struggle so often with asking for help. I think they that's because they write their own narrative of how that makes them look when really you are far superior for recognizing that moment and asking for assistance. And it, it sounds like you when you hire or have comfort care come in, it doesn't have to be for whole days at a time or weeks at a time. You mentioned an hour. It's a la carte. Now, obviously, the shorter the shift, the more expensive it is. But when you were to break it all down, um, you know, it comes out to, gosh, um, two McDonald's meals, you know, a day, roughly. Um, it's not It's not very expensive at all. Now, be very careful. Two McDonald's meals two years ago was a whole lot different in price than now. <laughs> well, I will tell you we're cheaper than a tank of gas. So <laughs> um it's it's you can have us as much or as little as you want. Okay. Um obviously we're designed to grow and or graduate with you. Sometimes we get people just come in for a short-term fracture, but sometimes we get them at the early stages of a prolonged illness and we understand that although we're only here 2 hours three days a week, we will be moving up to 24-hour care. The most important thing is, is that we advocate for you to stay in your home. You don't have to leave your home to get skilled nursing care. You can stay in there. There is medical equipment that can be brought in. There's a home health team that can be brought in with your private duty care. We will get your needs met in the place that you remember and are the most comfortable. You also mentioned you work well, or actually hand-in-glove with hospice. Hand-in-glove with hospice. So hospice only comes out um, every so often. They get more frequent um, towards the end. But um, there's also a need for, you know, regular bath visits. There's a need for meal prep. There's a need for housekeeping. Um, You know, I understand that Ronnie is primarily in her room, Mm -hmm. um, but you have other tasks That will also apply to the caregiver. We take care of everything in the livable space of our client. The living room, the kitchen, the laundry room, the bathroom, the bedroom. And when we come back, uh, before the end of the program, we're going to let folks know how to get in touch with you. And and, But at the the end of the break, we're going to learn a little bit more about Dara Queen. So we'll be back in just a minute. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3570. Hey, this is Mike Gilland, Operations Manager at the Shepherd Radio Network, with a special invitation for you to join me daily, Monday through Friday, for my show, Afternoons with Mike. Our show is aired at 3.05 p.m. and replayed twice, first the same night at 9.05 p.m., then the next morning at 10.05 a.m. It's my privilege to have a wide variety of guests on my show, ranging from senators to pastors, celebrities to singers and businessmen and women. The common thread to each episode is our goal to look at life through the lens of a biblical worldview. You can listen on air to any of the three Shepherd stations in Florida. Plus, you can listen online at our homepage, theshepherdradio.com. Listen on demand to our podcast, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All you have to do is use the search phrase, Afternoons with Mike. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-led communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-led communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And we're back, uh, The Shepherd at Work, uh, Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gilland and our special guest today, Dara Queen. Dara Queen is on staff with uh, Come for Care, C-O-M-F-O-R-C-A-R-E. Put a dot .com behind that and you get right to the website. I just think it's important to note that we're not saying Dairy Queen because every time I hear you, you've got the great name. Thank you. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, it's a great name for a wonderful Sunday. <laughs> I married a baker, but I didn't want to downgrade. That's right. So, you, so you, you're now full on to the ice cream Sundays. <laughs> and if you lived up north, you could find a blizzard. I could. <laughs> Anyhow, so Dara, I know we're, we're laughing here and we're having a good time. But when we think of the people you serve, what you do is a challenge. What you do is a sacrifice. It's a ministry. It's not a job. It's a ministry. It's not a job. I don't consider it a sacrifice because it's something I feel myself and my staff, um, we vet them very carefully and we don't just look for warm bodies. If they don't have the heart for this job, you're never going to make it in dollars in this industry. So let's talk about your heart. Okay. What brought you into this industry? I think I've been in this industry before it was ever even an industry. Um, My grandmother, my sister and I, 11 months apart, um, were singers. And she was very busy and very charitable. And she would take us on tour to the nursing facilities around town. And we would sing and perform. And then from there, I realized how excited they were to see me. 
And um, as a musician, I'm sure you can relate. I know my audience now. And I don't have to deal with people judging my song or how I present myself. This person, this individual is truly grateful for my one-on-one time. Mm. They are so happy that I have them clean, healthy, bathed, fed, um, and that it was from me and we enjoyed our moment together the mm-hmm. whole time. It was lighthearted and carefree, even though we were doing very difficult tasks. And that I leave and I get in my car and I feel so good with the footprint that I got to leave behind. I get to yeah. prevent worlds from being small. I don't think people understand how truly honorable that is when you can go into a room and make it feel like the biggest moment of the month. As we get older um, and we have more needs, um, like in the case of Ronnie, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a whole lot of things for her and she's starting to feel guilty because I'm, you got to do this and that. But the reality is you have to help people feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. even though they're going downhill. So at the end of the day, you're helping people finish well. Yes. Yes, finish well. Yes. Even in those uncomfortable moments, if you can find some laughter, laughter is healing. And when you can laugh about things, that means that you're doing better. Yeah. And I know that that folks who need caregiving, they don't mean to be cantankerous. They don't mean (laughs) to be hard to deal with, but they, they are. And the gift that you have is that you can take that but not respond in kind. Right. It's not, I don't take it personal. In fact, they become my most favorite. And then I find a lot of times when they are cantankerous and I can throw in a little laugh after they've said something, then they usually laugh with me. And the whole time that's what they were seeking out Mm. is for me to not take personal. I'm cracking a joke at you. Mm. And then later I have the best stories to tell every Friday night. No. <laughs> so let, let's let's get real personal here okay. for a second. I'm sure right now there there is a caregiver listening to this program and they are beating their head against the wall uh, because they're, they're at wit's end. They don't know what mm. to do. Talk to them for a minute. All I ask is that you call me. Okay. I'm here to hold your hand. Whether you come and have services with Comfort Care, there are support groups out there too for you. There's the ADRC in Longwood, um, the Alzheimer's Dementia Research Center. There is Senior Interventions Group up in Longwood. There are people that you cannot you are not suffering alone. This is the fastest growing disease out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why people still struggle in their own home creating their own personal hell. When you could just call and and have an ear to listen to and have some guidance, have some direction. And we need to remind people that it isn't just Alzheimer, dementia. Mm-hmm. It isn't like, in, in my wife's case, uh, uh, congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that people are going through that even if it's short term, is big term for them. Short term is big term. Um, I said on your program earlier, my husband broke his leg in seven places. I am a professional caregiver. I'm very good at what I do. He was the worst client I've ever had in my whole life. He wouldn't shower for me. He wouldn't use the commode. He wouldn't let me dump his urinal. He was angry. He was crying. 
He wouldn't let me bathe him. It was, and then here I am trying to do everything and I'm doing nothing. And then I just keep shoving pain meds at him, mm. right? Somebody had to say to me, my boss, actually, I think we need a caregiver. Mm. And so all I started with was allowing him to go to physical therapy and get a shower. Mm. It was a male. He was kind of young. So my husband had that fatherly sense with him. Mm-hmm. He also felt like he was stronger. After we came through that storm, it was very short term until my husband could use a walker again, right? Four months, I think. After that, my husband said to me, he apologized, but he said, I didn't want you to see me as not your husband anymore. Mm. So sometimes we need to recognize that it's not about me. And I have this innate ability to make everything about me very quickly. (laughs) You bring up a good point because for 42 years, Ronnie and I have had boundaries. Mm -hmm. And now she's going through a life experience where I'm infringing on those boundaries. And while she's happy that I'm taking care of her, I know there's a discomfort there. And I know for me, there's a, a bit of a discomfort too. So I didn't want to pinpoint on that, but earlier you said, Ronnie, just keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's a moment to call. Mm. That's a moment where she is saying, I'm uncomfortable with what you're doing. And it's making me feel bad for putting you through this. That's a and good then point. you're like, I don't resent her, but I really don't want to see her like this either. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. And if everybody's just sorry, then that's a sorry situation. <laughs> so exactly why not right. ask for help, right? Something else uh, I want to talk about for just a second, and Mike alluded to it on the interview you did with him. Uh, I know when I see Ronnie all the time, and I'm using Ronnie as an illustration right. because I know that illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see subtle changes. I know when the nurse comes in and hasn't seen her for maybe a week, she'll pick up on something. Mm-hmm. So my guess is having... Uh, come for care or uh, an in-home agency come in on a regular basis, but not necessarily every day or whatever, you can then pick up on subtle changes quicker than than a loved one. And prevent them. Um, So we would recognize like, uh, whereas you just see, they look normal. I notice on the back of the elbow that it's really red. And then Mm. I come back two days later and it's even more red, but you don't notice it's not bruised. But to me, as a professional, that's the starting of a bed wound. Mm. And if we don't intervene fast enough and we don't make sure that we're taking pressure off those points, Mm. it can turn into a really bad bed wound Mm. rather quickly before you know it. And if you're not paying attention to those things, certain smells, certain textures, certain colorations, you'll miss it and it'll be gone before you know it. I want to switch gears just a little bit. I know that uh, you talking to Mike and it wasn't even in the interview. Uh, you have a Jimmy Swaggart connection. <laughs> it's very Br- small. Just br- briefly, what, what is that? Because I want to segue into something else. My father was a uh, traveling musician in uh, the Baptist churches. Uh, that's where he got a lot of his gigs. Um, but he was on Nashville's Biggest Star, and he sang at the Bluebird Cafe. Um, he can play seven instruments by ear. Um, he toured with Jimmy Swaggart um, before they were brought out by, bought out by TBN. And he played with him until we reached an age of about eight years old. I think my sister was nine. And then that's when my mother realized we needed a home. We could no longer. I grew up on a tour bus. I mean, we slept on the decks and full of music and it was wild and crazy, but it was, it was full of love and full of Jesus. So So for you, 
to bring out the emotion of something and the why, it's easier for you to do that in music. Yes. So you actually wrote a song about comfort care. I did. Uh, you want to share that with us? I did. It's funny. Um, during the pandemic, I worked for another competitor, and I really admired everything about comfort care and how they soldiered through that. Um, which is why I moved to Comfort Care. I felt so strongly that I wrote the jingle. So, when the housework starts piling up on you, or you're having a hard time finding your shoes, oh, you never need to worry or feel blue. You can count on Comfort Care, we'll see you through. You can count on Comfort Care to keep your loved ones in their homes, enriching every single moment of your life. You can count on Comfort Care. We're fixing your home up real nice. Comfort Care is at your side. <laughs> and if you need any more reason to contact contact Dara Queen at Comfort Care, uh, you don't need any more reason than that. But Dara, give us the uh, the website, a telephone number, however you want people to yes, contact you. You can go to www.comefortcare.com or you can reach us at 407-406-5902 and ask for DQ, Dara Queen. Dara, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank and you. we'll see you all next week on The Shepherd Award. Thank you been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.